What's up, guys? Week two NFL. I, I, I never thought I'd say this. It's a golf week, and I'm actually still pretty excited for NFL. I thought NFL would just be like my dirty side whore uh, whenever golf got back. But I'm just as excited for NFL as I am for golf. And the great thing about it is those two sports work perfectly together. Because I'll give my attention tomorrow and tonight to golf. But then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm right back to NFL. What's up, guys? I'm Generate 75. You should probably know me. I also got my buddy, my good buddy, John Gold JD on here. And who are we? You're probably wondering, who that? Why should I listen to this guy? There's all this content out there breaking down the NFL slate. Why do I need to listen to you? Well, let me tell you why you need to listen to me, you mother father. Because A, we've been doing this for a while. B, we're high limit players. So we kind of know the mean streets of DS- DFS. And probably, most importantly, we win. You know, like we actually put our money where our mouth is. And, uh, you know, maybe we could teach you a thing or two you don't know. Because our goal here is to teach you how to fish and not fucking give you the fish. So if you're tuning into this show and wanting us to give you picks like all the other slap dick tout sites, you might want to turn out now, brother. So with that said, we're going to get going. We do this every Tuesday. We'll have this video out previewing it. And then uh, Saturday, early Saturday, we will have a final thoughts. So you can do that. You should not be making your lineups until at least Saturday night at the earliest. You want to get all the proper information uh, before you do that. So use this to start thinking about possible stacks, games you want to attack. But don't make your final decisions until Saturday or I'm going to talk shit to you. Without further ado, let me bring in my main man, John. How you doing today, brother? <laughs> not gonna lie that dirty side horror comment made me laugh <laughs> uh, doing pretty well <laughs> nfl is my dirty side horror what, what do you want me to say it's, um <laughs> all right so uh how did week one treat you real quick let's uh let's just do a quick review general uh how you did yeah so it was a break even main slate for me i think i lost like 20 percent on main slate uh broke even on showdown on sunday and then won uh like 2200 dollars on rainmakers so people um, are actually playing overall, rainmakers did you know, did you I, win because you were the only one in every tournament? <laughs> Unfortunately, I was not. There were a couple contests where I did min cash because everyone in it min cashed. But uh, but no, I had a couple good lineups and uh, and took one fifteen hundred dollar prize. So that but let's not lie, everybody, it. everybody. Before you think he's the king of rainmakers, he might have invested a dollar or two into those rainmaker packs. So he's he's got a oh, little. Oh, I still need to win a lot more to unstuck myself from rainmakers. But hey. It's good to be off to a good start, right? You've probably already recovered exactly. a nice chunk of it. So uh, at, exactly. the, at, at this pace, if you just keep winning first place every week, you'll smash it. That's And it's easy to do. Just win the GPP every week. Piece of cake. Easy game. Easy game. All right. We got a lot <laughs> we're going to cover. John's got a life. I don't. So what we're going to do is um, now that we have some uh, previous weeks to look at, we're going to look at a couple lineups from the week before and kind of talk about why those lineups, what we like about them, what we don't like about them. We're going to basically call it a slate review and talk about you know who, wh- what were good plays, why they were good plays, who kind of got fucking lucky, and you know, uh, can, you know, and even show you some of our lineups and uh, walk you through what we were thinking. So without further ado, uh, let's see what's the first one I want to look at here. I got a couple choices. Uh, let's look at the big. Um, you know, we're not going to look at the millionaire maker because we, you know, I know who won the millionaire maker, but it's sometimes it's kind of just like with that many lineups, it's almost like a fucking punt. And uh, a lot of times, it, you know, like they're just picking nine randos like they are with a lottery ticket and they're not very well correlated and they're not well thought out and they still get there. Um, and yeah. And you're like, well, then that's what I should do. OK, go ahead. But then just know you're going to fucking lose in the long run. You're not that guy. OK, you're not lucky. So, uh, you know, try to use a little bit of skill in this. So the first one we're going to look at is this is the hundred dollar single entry, John, or what is this one? This is the 153 max. Okay, this is the 153 max. So this is a a reasonable contest. I think there was only, what, maybe 5,000 people in this contest? Yeah, this is the big one. So yeah, I think there's 5,000 or just over maybe 5,500. Okay, so we're going to focus on the winner here. Uh, uh, And 
fortunately, John brought it up where we can see his lineup too. So, uh, like, first thoughts from the winner is, I mean, th- it was a crappy week. For all of you, you know, I don't usually like to play the chalkiest stack. How do you feel about that, John? Are you a chalkiest stack kind of guy? Uh, this week, I actually thought Hertz had such good value and ownership was so spread out that I did play Hertz this week. Um, so in terms of playing the chalkiest stack, it really depends on what the ownership is, if it's flat or if it's really condensed on someone. What number but, would you, uh, what would, what number would you have needed to have seen to get off Hertz this, this past week? Cause I think he came in about 13% is what I was seeing him at. Yeah. So the number that starts to get alarming to me for quarterbacks is like 15%. Okay. Um, I mean, 13 is getting close and I think I had him at like 12, uh, and stuff, or maybe even like 10 and a half. Um, but like everyone was pretty flat between like that seven to 12 range. Um, and Hertz was definitely the highest, I believe him or Mahomes possibly. Um, but I played both of them. I thought they represented Uber value. Actually Hertz was even lower priced than Mahomes. So we were talking beforehand about Jalen Hurts, and we we're looking at this specific lineup here. And I said the one thing I really didn't like is I'm not a big fan of running Jalen Hurts with two of his pass catchers because he's just not a guy that can feed multiple mouths when he gets so much done with his legs. And so I said I don't love that Jay- that he stacked Jalen Hurts with AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard, and I feel like I'm almost vindicated in that because Dallas Goddard didn't really get there. I mean, nine nine points from whatever he was, a $5,400 tight end or whatever, uh, isn't isn't exactly GPP winning material. No, you definitely could have had uh, a host of other guys, either less lower priced or uh, higher priced or same price, whatever, that scored more points. So, um, yeah, Goddard didn't work out, and I agree with not double stacking Hurts. The only reason to do it, and I probably wouldn't even do it in a field size like this, but in a truly big field, it's a way to get unique when he does have a ceiling game with two guys, which is going to be rare. But right. if we're talking about a million maker field, I'm probably willing to. The crazy, the crazy thing is he really rare. didn't even have that much of a ceiling game because he kept getting vultured by his running backs. Yeah. I mean, they had four rushing touchdowns in that yeah. game, right? He had a good game, but like, you know, he didn't have a great game. Uh, you know, yeah. it just, it just it, it, fortunately, this guy didn't pair him with Devonte Smith. Dev- I, I played some uh, naked Devonte Smith, or ran it back with him against Swift, and that did. Let me just go ahead and tell you, big guy, it didn't work. I lost money on that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, okay, so he has the hurt stack, and right there, he ran it back with DeAndre Swift. So very smart. He picked the highest scoring game, and he has four guys from that game. That's already going to get you off to a tremendous head start. Um. And then the other correlation that I uh, that I'm I'm seeing on there is uh, what he went with uh, Justin Jefferson, who I believe had 972 fantasy points in the first half alone, uh, and then he yeah, ran it back with game. he had a, he ran it back with Dowds. Uh, I assume that's how you say it. I haven't heard anybody say his name with confidence yet. Um, I've been saying Dobbs. Dobbs. Okay, whatever. Now Dobbs wouldn't that be BB? Whatever. I'm, that, I don't know. That, that cheap guy from the Packers. Uh, and so that ended up being a great correlation, even though Dow's didn't get there really at 8.8 when he's only 3000, he got three X. So it's not like he did, he completely shit the bed, right? Yeah. And his cheap salary let him pay up for the super expensive Jefferson, the pretty expensive Barkley, the pretty expensive hurt stack. Um, so it let him pay up. Um, and then the stone price Steelers defense also let him pay up. Right. Now let's get to what I would consider. Oh, wait. He had, oh, he also had Amonra. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize he ran a five person stack. He had Amonra and Swift running back against Hertz. Now I like this lineup a lot more. <laughs> I like this lineup a lot more than I did. Yeah. He just went all in on that game and then yeah. a few other pieces outside of it with that mini with Minnesota Green Bay. You know, and then Barkley. I thought Saquon Barkley was a, if you wanted to play Saquon Barkley, I mean, to me, I thought he was just a one off kind of play. I, I wasn't interested in trying to stack or correlate him with anybody from Tennessee or on his own team. Were you, did you do that at all with Barkley? I didn't play Barkley at all, but the only, um, 
you know, so I could have had a better week. But the only way I probably would have would have been bringing it back with like a cheapy, like Burks probably would have been who I would have brought it back with. And the last thing I got to say is that the defense here, the 26 points from the Steelers defense, let's be real. I think they were two to 3% owned roughly. That's just fucking lucky. And this is the general point I'm trying to make about defenses. Like, there's no way that guy took the Steelers defense and said, I know something that nobody else knows. They're going to get 26. He basically just had $2,400 left over and he fucking picked the defense. That's what he did. I guarantee you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this is what's left. And boom. That's that's how you should pick a defense. That's exactly how you should pick a defense. Because for all of you that want to go play the chalky defense, oh, the Redskins are playing uh, Trevor Lawrence and he turns it over a lot. I mean, did they get 26 points? Did they even get half of that? I fucking doubt it. I don't know how many they got but I would guess they didn't get more than eight. And you just went and played a chalky defense that got you eight points when you could have, if you could have found maybe, what was it, $100 more? Maybe they were even the same price. You could have played the Steelers that were the nuts. So you get off of chalky defenses, and you basically just go pick some random-ass defense with a salary you have left over, particularly ones that are playing at home. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, even if you play the chalk defense and they do get there and score 26 points, you still have to play a GPP with your other eight roster slots versus the whatever 20% of the field or 15% of the field that rosters that defense. I agree. Let's go check out. Uh, and here's the $20,000 winner. This was the, uh, what contest was this? You say this was the, this is the hundred dollar spy single okay. entry. So this is the hundred dollar single entry. And what I just, the first thing that sticks out to me is I love when somebody wins a GPP, even when they have the little, the little uh, snowflake symbol, right? Yeah, that's awesome. You yeah, love to see that. He you know you've got a good yeah. lineup. And honestly, I feel like Juju was pretty close to having one too, right? Like that 12.9 at 5,200. I mean, I guess that's average. That's 2.5x. But I really like his lineup. I like I like this one quite a bit. The Mahomes, the Mahomes-Kelsey-Juju stack, I really, really like. But are you surprised he didn't run it back with any Cardinals? I am. I, yeah, I think if you thought that game was going to be a shootout and basically you're willing to still eat the high ownership of that game – I think you had to play a bring. I mean, obviously he got there, but I think to be like found foundationally sound, I think you probably should have played a bring back there because you're expecting this game to be such a high scoring game that it was worth it to play at high ownership and to get there. I mean, I think more often than not, you need someone from the other side to help propel that score. I mean, obviously saw the chiefs kind of smashed, but right. And he had the, he had the Jefferson Dowds uh, combo, like we saw in the other lineup, which I was a big fan of. I wanted access to that game. And that one made a lot of sense. I thought Justin Jefferson was criminally underpriced, like even more so than anybody on the slate. Um, And so that, that all made sense. Uh, What do you think about just a naked ETN and a naked Pittman? Uh, And of course, well, and, and a naked Barkley, a lot of, a lot of nakeds here. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, I think he had his main correlation. Like, so I would have liked to see a Breen back. And then he had that mini correlation with uh, Jefferson and Dobbs. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm okay with the other guys just being naked. Um, we'll see in my lineup here in a minute that I wish I had paired my Dobbs with a pay-up Jefferson. I paired my but cheap Dobbs with let's a pay-up be, Let's be honest. This is a $1,000 lineup if he doesn't have random-ass Steelers defense in there. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> Any other defense? I mean, if you this flip is, my Bears defense, it's ten points difference. I this, think they were the same price. This lineup finishes fifteenth place without the Steelers defense. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. it's it's a good. I mean, he won. I'm not taking anything away from him, but like you have to remember that. Like he he picked a low owned defense and it smashed for him, and that won him twenty thousand dollars as opposed to one thousand dollars. All right, last one. Let's check out John Galt. This was your best lineup. You actually uh, said, what do you think of this one? I called a work of art prior. I thought it was perfectly correlated with the Mahomes stack, the Connors run back, who was going to probably be the lowest owned piece in that game that uh, you definitely said you wanted some action on. The Sanders and Amon Ross St. Brown, both at under 8%. So you're getting access to that shootout game, but you're you're getting the lowest owned pieces. And then uh, – 
where was it? Where did you say? Oh, you should have went with uh, Dowds and Tyreek Hill, but you should have went with Dowds and Jefferson, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think that would have. Uh, well, obviously, in hindsight, that would have been a hashtag game changer. But uh, what was what was the price difference on those two? Could you even make it work? I, I think I think Jefferson was seventy eight hundred. How much was Hill? I can't remember. I, they were both in the higher end, but I, I'm guessing it would have worked within a couple hundred dollars. Um, so maybe, maybe I tried it and it couldn't work. Maybe that's what it was. And to clarify, this wasn't my highest scoring lineup. This was my high dollar. This is what I put in all the high dollar GPPs that I put. I got you. This is your favorite lineup. This is the one you kind of like, hey, this is my baby. I'm going to put this exactly. in there. Got gotcha. you. Exactly. All right. Um, let's talk about some stacks that I did and some stacks that you did this week that, you know, I, I didn't have a great first week, largely just because, you know, I didn't play any of the chalky stacks. And when I saw, you know, when I saw Hertz and AJ Brown stack get there and then the Mahomes stack, which I'm pretty sure was the second highest owned stack, it got there. You know, I, my quarterbacks did fine. I was, uh, you know, Lamar got mid 20s. Justin Herbert played well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence played well. And even Goff, I think, ended up rescuing a 20 point game. So those are the four quarterbacks I played across my 36 lineups. And going back and looking, I don't think there was a lot that I would change. All four of those stacks were aimed at trying to win GPPs. I had all of their ownership, probably uh, less than 5%. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, honestly, he was not far off from having a 30-point game, right? Like, he got vultured on a touchdown uh, by James Robinson. I I had him stacked all over the place with Kirk and ETN and um, uh, who the hell, and Zay Jones. And, like, you know, they just kept dropping touchdowns. And, like, that game could have, he could have went from being uh, a 21-point solid player to a 32 point slate breaker at that at that uh, salary and that ownership right so like I don't regret it even though you know it didn't pay off yeah I think as long as when you the cards get turned over you're happy with the ownership and the leverage that you have and you have lineups that make sense I think that's like all you can do put yourself in a position to get lucky and then like you said I mean there were like stupid things that happened this week like Alec Pierce dropped a touchdown mm-hmm. pass in the end zone and then got benched so it's like you know, think about butterfly effect. If he catches that ball, mm-hmm. like who who knows what happens? But maybe he ends up getting two two touchdowns. Same, that game same thing with that Watson guy from the Packers, right? Like that Aaron Rodgers yeah. puts that perfect bomb on his hands. Maybe if he catches that, he gets a larger amount of the targets in that game, and Dowds ends up with one point two points or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's just wild to think about, like how all these slightly different things can just completely shift. Um, or like you said, to your point, playing hurt stacks where they had four rushing touchdowns. But that game ended up shooting out. Um, but like Hertz only scored, I think twenty four or twenty five points, whatever it was, and and like he easily could have, you know, put on. What really hurt about the what really killed me with the Hertz stack is everybody seemed to pair him with AJ Brown, and he was just throwing every fucking ball to AJ Brown. So it, that got there. Yeah. AJ Brown getting twenty five points and Hertz getting twenty five points, both at reasonable salaries. It was easy. Plus, you know, people that are smart enough to play that stack are going to run it back with Swift or Amon Ra, and they both had really good games too. Yeah, hundred percent. The other thing about that one is, uh, the, I still stand by the leverage on Devonta. He just didn't didn't get there. So I'm that's what I'm going to watch. I'm going to probably give a couple more weeks of uh, usage to Devonta because that leverage yeah. will continue. I can't wait. I can't more, wait to discuss so. him and uh, him and Hunter Renfro. Those, those seem like the forgotten about bastard children of like the second receiver. And, uh, you know, I, I like week two of NFL because it's overreaction city, not just at, at betting, but also at uh, at DFS. Well, that was a damn uh, fine transition because I was going to say one thing we don't have to worry about is the Eagles on the main slate this week. But you uh, you already beat me to transition into week two. So let's jump into it. I mean, that's what I do. I do week two. Hey, uh, before we get over there, the uh, new guy, 
Thanks for being here, brother. I hope you like the cut of my jib. I can already tell I like yours. Maybe go drop a like and a sub because you can't help but notice there's no ads on this video because I'm not a fucking poor. And all I ask in return is just drop a like and a sub. Trying to grow the channel. It's growing fast, but it could grow faster. Appreciate you. Um, do we want to talk about... Um, do we want to talk contest selection at all this week? Or did you think we hit that good enough last week? What do you want to do? I mean, you could pop in it real quick. They have a few different contests this week. They replaced the $5 milli with a $20 milli. Um, and so this is actually the week last year that I, uh, I think I put 46 of my 150 into that $20 milli and took third. What? And you only um, won $100,000. What a loser. What a loser. Yeah, I mean, that same lineup also won the slant, so I can't, can't complain too much. And how much, much was that? No, 50k that week. Oh, so you only won 150k. What a loser! Should have been exactly. You should have exactly. been winning 1.05 million if you were a champion. Let's talk that. Let's take that up with um, uh, Tyler Lockett, please. Yeah, Ty <laughs> Tyler Lockett. Don't. Hey, that's too soon. I'm still trying to recover from him from showdown. Was that last night? Two yeah, nights ago. No I can't. Sure. I can't. The days are running together. Okay. Contest selection, man. I, I, I'll just keep preaching this. These really large fields. A lot of the stuff we preach on here about correlation and. Um, you know, making good plays and getting off of chalk. I, I really don't even know if it applies when you're talking about fields of 600,000 people. Like you have to hit these stone cold nuts and very rarely is a perfectly correlated lineup, the stone cold nuts. A lot of times it's seven or eight fucking random one-offs that go off and some slappy put them in a lineup and it hit. Yeah, I still play my foundationally sound lineups in those fields. I still play double stacks and a bring back and a second game correlation. You know what? If and, you didn't uh, have Lockett in that lineup and you had some rando, you'd be a millionaire right now, John. Okay. Oh, it was Lockett in the other guy's lineup catching a bullshit worthless oh, pass at the end okay. of the game that didn't even matter. <laughs> my bad. Me. I was I was leading already. If Tyler Lockett could have just dropped that shit. That motherfucker. So anyways, I'm a big fan of single entries and three max new guy. And let me tell you why. When you go play in these big fields up here, you know, you go throw, you go, you got your hundred bucks this week. You're going to go play five lineups in the big $20. I mean, just know that like there is at least, at least 500 top of the line sharks out there that are putting 150 in this and they know this shit better than you. I know you think, you know, I've been watching football since I was a kid. Trust me, mother father. This ain't your daddy's fantasy football. These guys know this shit. They're playing 150 lineups. Your five lineups don't have a very good chance against 500 of the best players playing 150 lineups. So not only is it a shitty payout that you'll never hit, <laughs> you're also playing against a bunch of sharks that really minimizes your chance of even having a good showing. So I'm just telling you, man, take your hundred bucks and go check out single entries because then it's a one-on-one -on -one with those guys, right? At least they don't have leverage. They might be a little more knowledgeable than you, but for one lineup, you know, that, that, that difference is like about the same as a house edge at blackjack. It ain't enough to scare you off. And the, uh, the other thing is the payout structure is almost always better in those. Um, basically any contest that you don't see an X number to first the payout structure is better. Mm. <laughs> um, that's a generally good rule. And even when you see X number to first, I would just check out what that number is and see like, like you see the double spy as 30 K of 150 K. Mm -hmm. So 20% to first is not right. the worst thing I've seen. And right? that, that's if you look even better. The slant up above is 20 K to first in a 200 K prize pool. 10%. What's your, uh, where, where, how much is the slant? Oh, right here. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's amazing. So like, what's your rule? I, I, I will never play in a GPP where more than 20% goes to first place. So in this one, it's 200,000, 20,000 first, that's 10% new guy. But let's say that was 40,000 to first. That would be my cutoff. I would consider playing in it cause it's at 20, but I like it to be less than 20%. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I mean, sometimes if it's the, like showdown, like I know we talk about a lot in the weekend showdown for golf, sometimes you just don't have a choice in the contest selection other than some of the single entries. Sir, every, t- every time you play in a contest, you're casting a vote to DraftKings. We all have a choice, my friend. I know, but if it's not me playing it, someone else is, then I'm a DGen, <laughs> so let's do it. All right. Uh, but hey, one other contest I love, going back to contest selection, one of my favorite contests on the site is the 5 Max $33 right there. Mm, um, yeah, you know what? Why the fuck did I... I don't think I played. In it the wasn't last there. Week. Last, yeah, right it here. It wasn't there last week. Okay, I was gonna say I love this tournament. Like this was the one I think last year that I was first place, and then Henry went off for fifty, and I fell to third or fourth. And I mean, I thought I had it won. I thought I, I still had Justin Jefferson going. He was going ham that week, and uh, then I just not as ham as <laughs> Derek Henry though. <laughs> this is a great contest. Yeah, this is a good one. Under ten thousand people, twenty five thousand to first, and you can max enter it for one hundred and sixty five bucks. You can't beat that shit. All right, you know I told you I'm only doing 10 lineups this week, John. I lied. I'm doing more. Okay. I 15 forgot. 15 it is. Yeah, 15. It'll probably it'll probably be an even number cuz I I really do just want to run two stacks. So, okay, maybe I'll do 18 lineups and we'll run three stacks. Okay. Uh, I love I like a it. good stack. All right, let's get to this slate. Uh first of all, let me just point out there's seven early games and five afternoon games, which I just can't tell you how infuriating that is. If you watch that on NFL Ticket, you always want to see precisely eight early games and four afternoon games so your squares work better on your TV. And the fact that they don't have that, it, it, it's infuriating. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no take. I'm sorry. I'm, no take. I'm sorry. I'm, I cut out for one second. What okay. Was that? I, I was just bitching about the fact that it's seven and five on the split, and I need to be eight and four because that's uh, better for DirecTV or for uh, oh, Sunday I mean, NFL I understand ticket. Putting, uh, yeah, putting quadding up your screen. Yeah, now sense. it's going to be quad <laughs> plus one over on the Slapdick TV. All right, let's just uh, let's just go through each game. We'll just talk about each game. So just jumping into our favorites and everything. By the way, this right here is called Run the Sims. Me and uh, me and John, we swear by it. Uh, it is a great site. If you are playing fantasy football more than twenty dollars a week and you're not using tools, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You just you're behind the eight ball. Uh, what you can do here that's so cool is you can go input your own projections and then run the simulations of how the games will play out based on how you think the games will go. You can use the generic ones that it already comes with, or you can put it. You can input your own based if you think. The games will have a different script, and then you run that. It's really great for showdown. It's really great for week long. If you're interested in it, just go use my code DGEN75, D-E-G, or D-E-G-E-N-7-5, and I'll get you 10% off. Uh, as you can see, I use it, mother father. All right, let's get going. First game, Carolina and the Giants. I'm just going to sort by optimal rate because that's kind of what I like to do. They let you know how often these guys fall into the optimizer. And no surprise, the optimizer loves Christian McCaffrey this week. Yeah, I like a bounce back for CMC. But real quick, one thing that I wanted to talk about before we get started on individual games is one thing this slate's interesting is the teams that aren't on it. We have Chargers in Kansas City on Thursday night, and then on Sunday night football, we have Green Bay and Chicago, and then we have two Monday night games, Tennessee, Buffalo, Minnesota, Philly. So we have a couple of high-powered offenses, particularly Buffalo, Philly, Why are they Kansas doing City, two? and the Chargers. Why are they doing uh, they, they Early in the season, they do the doubleheader Monday night football. I thought they did that the first week, usually. Am I, am I drunk? Well, that's actually what my wife said. She actually asked uh, why there was only one game on. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great point. But we looked it up and there's, yeah, doubleheader this week. So Interesting. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you pointed out a lot of the big-time teams aren't playing on this slate, which kind of changes that. I mean, first, the first team I think of that's a monster team that's not playing, the Chicago Bears. I mean, what are we going to do with all those amazing fantasy options <laughs> on the slate? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, if you just look, though, we do have lower totals across the board, and some of the highest holders, actually all of the highest totals, are on uh, the primetime games that we don't have access to. So, exactly. Only uh, one game over 50 points. GPPs. Yeah, only one game actually over 48 points. No, one game over 49 points. All of the other ones under. So that's a that's a relatively low-scoring slate and a lot of low 40 slogfest type of games. Yep, I love it. All right. Well, see, you know, it, it, it's perfect because if you don't know, my my dude John Gold, he's a he's a Carolina Panther fan. Uh, he was at the game this last weekend, saw the amazing comeback, and then got kicked in the nuts at the very end. So oh God, let's start out by talking about that. Uh, I, 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 are you buying or selling on Baker right now as a fantasy option? As a fantasy option, because that's what this show's about. I mean, Baker won someone a million dollars this weekend, so I guess I'm buying Baker. He won the, the $100 uh, Millie Maker winner was a Baker Robbie Anderson stack. So That's so gross. Um, we talked about so one. We, hey, we talked about a, a, a Baker stack, but that we weren't talking about him with Robbie. Let's be real. I would have played CMC and DJ if yeah. I was stacking Baker. So, But uh, yeah, Baker and Robbie got there, um, but I, I probably am off Baker. I think, honestly, I'm going to focus on high-end quarterbacks going forward. Um, I think the low price guys can get there if they get a ceiling, but I think the like the true ceiling games, like you saw Mahomes put up a forty burger, mm-hmm. like it, that's just I, there's just no way Jared Goff is putting up a forty burger. Just it's just not in his range of outcomes. Who is the most expensive quarterback? So I oh, I'm sorry, I, the quarterbacks uh, fucking Brock. the quarterbacks suck this week. <laughs> like if oh, there's a, don't like, don't get me started on Lamar. I'm playing so much Lamar this. I week. mean, to me, he's the only one. He's the only guy above 6,000. Okay, maybe Stafford. But, like, he's the Long only one above 6,000. Burrow bounce back. Lamar Burrow. Burrow's dust. Yeah. He's, his best years are behind him. He got old oh, quick. Okay. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. For Hey, fucking new guy. I'm kidding. Chill out. Uh, all right. Uh, why is DJ Moore so low in the optimizer here? This op- the, opti- the, the Run the Sims optimizer is only giving a less than 5% chance. I, I thought DJ Moore was a sneaky bounce back play. What did he do week one as far as targets? Do you know off the top of your head? He had a decent target share. I don't know. I don't know his exact target share. I'm guessing his target share got lowered though, off what was originally projected, because we did see Robbie come out and get some true uh, work. Um, also, the offense was just kind of slow and shitty. So I'm guessing our pace got pushed down in projections too. What about uh, the, what about the defense against Saquon? Because you got to imagine after Saquon delivered for people last week, he's going to be the play this week, right? And our run defense looked horrible, uh, albeit against like a stellar run def- a run offense in Cleveland. But our run defense looked terrible. So I, I imagine people will go back to Barkley and probably with good reason. If if I were going to get in this game, I would run a Daniel Jones stack just to get away from uh, Barkley just because I actually think he has a decent chance to do something. Every time an NFL player sucks and they can't do anything, that's when they bounce back. But I got to ask you, who the hell would I stack him with? Like if you were going to run a Daniel Jones stack because you hate yourself and your money, who would you uh, who would you run him with? I don't know. That's rough because Wandell got hurt. So I think you're down to Sterling Shepard, right? Was he who got all the yeah. all the action this week? Boomer Sooner, and motherfucker. They like hated Tony. I guess Tony ran like four routes or something someone said I heard on a show earlier. Like that seems insane that he only ran four routes. Um, so Galladay's dusty as fuck. So yeah, I guess you go Sterling Shepard. Uh, so- honestly, I just hate everything about that game except for CMC, I think. Yeah, the Bar- Barkley's just going to be too highly owned, uh, and I never like so highly owned. I mean, he was so efficient last week. He did. I mean, he did really great, but he also was highly efficient with his touches. I'm just not going to bank on that two weeks in a row. I mean, I guess if he's five percent owned, I'm open to him, but there's no way he'll be five percent owned. Oh, he'll be the chalk. Okay, let's move on to the Jets in Cleveland. I cannot think of a more disgusting matchup. I mean, I guess you could throw the Bears in here, maybe. But hell, even if it was the Bears versus the Jets, they're so bad they'd fucking accidentally score touchdowns. 
It accidentally make it a shootout. Yeah, yeah, no, this game's gross. I probably will be playing no part of this game except for possibly Nick Chubb because he's a grown-ass man. Amari Cooper, no no, no interest at all. I mean, the optimizer yeah, the seems only... to think that he he has a you know a one in ten chance to be in the optimals. I'm playing Amari when uh, Deshaun Watson comes back and probably not before. I, I just can't get behind a Joe, Jacoby Brissett-led team. Yeah, I'm with you there. This game kind of sucks. Maybe this is a good uh, game to play a defense. The Browns defense, 3700 I'm never paying 3700 But how about this one? How about $2,200 New York Jets defense? Yeah, I'm down with the Jets defense versus, like I said, Jacoby, go pack. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully they're not chalky, and hopefully I have $2,200 left over a lot, and I'll just throw them in there. Uh, my my twenty two hundred dollar defense did me great last week. Who was it? The Bears, right? The Bears versus the Forty ers yeah. Give me all the twenty two hundred dollar defenses, and all these other guys probably spent like thirty eight hundred on a defense and got nine. Okay, <laughs> you dumbass. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, let's uh, let's move over to. I think you've already uh, stated that it's a game that you like, and it was actually the first game that jumped out to me because anytime I see Miami in a game, I always think sneaky shootout game. Like I don't know why I yeah. think that, but I always do. Um, so especially when they're not playing, you know, it's in Baltimore, so maybe it'll be cold. No, dumbass, it's September. It'll be beautiful. This is going to be scoring weather. <sighs> yeah, I'm down for this game. I like this game as a sneaky shootout, like you said. I don't think either of these defenses are particularly good. Um, maybe Baltimore, maybe a little bit, but um, I think this is an opportunity to score some points with a low over under that I don't think a lot of people will be on. And so I'll be playing. Uh, Andrews stacks. Hey, don't Lamar. forget. No, it's a Lamar stack, and you only play him with Duvernay because he's that's the only guy he throws to. <laughs> I mean, Andrews got targeted. He just didn't catch them, and that's – I mean, I'm fine to bet on him catching them next time. Devin Duvernay is only 0.22% to be in the optimizer rate. How dare you run the Sims? That man's a legend. No, if I'm I mean, they'll, they'll update as the week goes on if they really think like his target share has increased, but I can't imagine. They're not going. I'm, I'm being a, I'm being a smart ass because I'm just sour that Lamar actually had a decent game and he couldn't throw it to Andrews or to Bateman. I mean, he threw the bomb to Bateman, which was nice, but like overall, Bateman was not that involved, which was surprising because I, I, I don't know. I'm going to turn around and play Lamar again probably, and I'm going to stack the shit out of him with uh, Andrews and Bateman, but not all three in the same lineup. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I'll be doing as well. So who you I'll who are you time. running it back with? Um, I think I'll I, I'll go between all of the pass catchers for Miami. I like Hill. I like Waddle. Um, I need to look at what was their running back breakdown, but I don't particularly love running backs versus Baltimore, so I probably just play the pass catchers. Hey, did Likely? I I heard Isaiah Likely getting talked up a ton in the offseason. Did he end up uh, producing anything week one? I didn't see he him when I was not, watching the game. He blanked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chase Edmonds not a viable option at 5200. I mean that's pretty good for us. Well, that's why I said I wanted to go back and look at the uh, what the quarterback or the running back usage was last week between him and Drake. Mm. But uh, honestly, I just don't love running. No, backs him and Drake. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Drake, Drake plays for Baltimore. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, between him and um, was it Moster? Did Moster play any? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's the yeah because I saw him celebrating other people scoring touchdowns. Uh, yeah, okay. when Waddle uh, scored, he went over and did the he did the Waddle with him. I remember seeing that. So if Evans got all the work, I might play him, but I still I don't particularly love backs against Baltimore, so I'd probably just play the passing options on that side. Is Chase Edmonds, does he get any third down run? Like, is he a pass catcher on third downs? That's why I want to go back and look at the usage, but I would assume so. That's why I mean, wasn't that what he was doing in Arizona? Before? That's what. That's how I. That's how I think of him. But it wouldn't be the first time I've been wrong. I got to tell you, I don't really give much thought to Arizona running back. So if I had a miscon, if I like like misconceived what he does, it wouldn't fucking surprise me. 
No, no, that's that's my feeling as well. So I think that's right. Okay, uh, this game I really want to love this game, Washington and Detroit, especially because I played the shit out of these two teams week one. But just looking at that forty-eight and a half point total, don't you think this is going to be probably the chalkiest of the early games? That was exactly why I didn't bring it up on our initial talk through. Is like this game is in a dome. It's got teams that don't play defense and can score. Um, but yeah, this game's going to be the Uber chalk. So I think, uh, like we talked about with some other games last week, if you're playing this game, I think this is one where you need to be mindful about how you're playing it. And I would warn you on Johan Dotson, he did the big guy very well last week. He was in, that's what pisses me off so much about the Trevor Lawrence stack is I, I almost always ran it back with Dotson and McLaurin who both had decent game. I mean, Dotson had a monster game. McLaurin caught the big touchdown. So he had a solid game. Um, but be careful thinking that, you know, like I just feel like Dotson at 4,200 coming off that big week is going to be chalk in a shootout game. And I'm just telling you, it's very like that, that just reeks of letdown city for me. Oh, just like we talk about in golf, like this is this is week two is an opportunity for some flop lag. Right. So uh, I don't know if you call it flop lag in, uh, in P or in NFL, but this concept's the same. Like the field is so reactionary to what happened last week. That just if a guy didn't produce or a guy did produce last week, he's instantly anointed as either shit or the best thing that happened this week. So I would just be mindful in like not falling into that trap. DeAndre Swift looked incredible week one. I played him. I was watching that Detroit game very closely. As I told you, it was the most played game I had. Um, and I was, you know, wanting J- Jalen Hurst to fucking break his leg. Um, and DeAndre Swift uh, was incredibly efficient and was a monster. I think he had 32 points. Once again, and he got vultured twice. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I it's, it's, yeah, he could have 40 easy for sure. He but, could have easily had an insane ceiling game because Jamal Williams got two runs or two touchdown yeah. runs that yeah. could have been slips. Exactly right. Oh, I remember that because it was my guys being tackled at like the one yard line. Um, yeah, so like, that, we can't, we, that game is like almost one where I don't want to say ignore it because I think that easily could have been even more of a ceiling game. Absolutely. Um, so uh, the I'm just saying the DeAndre Swift at seven thousand in a shootout game, he's going to be super super popular. Uh, I'm just saying, consider that. Which, by the way, you don't have to worry about fading chalk as much. For all of you that come over and know me from PGA, I basically my motto is fuck the chalk. Uh, NFL, you can eat a little bit more chalk, especially if it's in a correlated stack that you like, and then you just go run a secondary correlated stack with a couple, you know, less than five percent owned guys. Great example would be uh, uh, my man John Galt right here when he ran it back with Sanders and Amon Ross St. Brown last week. Right? Maybe his chief stack was a little chalky, but his secondary stack was two players at under eight percent. That is now getting a product ownership we'll talk about that another time super super low and gives him a unique and leveraged lineup yeah and that's exactly right so in this game even if you are going to play swift there i mean there's probably an opportunity to find a bring back on the other side that's going to be low owned Uh, i'll just tell you this terry mclaurin is always low owned like that guy gets no respect yeah, I was even going to say JD, but I don't I don't know what his usage was because I played him too much and uh, he didn't show up in any of my decent lineups, so I'm guessing he did not do well. Yeah, fuck him. All right, so that's a game. I mean, that, I, I, I'm pretty sure of all the early games, that will be the chalkiest one. That would have the most ownership, uh, cumulative ownership of all the players involved in it. That would be my guess. Yep, and this next game, I think uh, Taylor's ownership is going to get insane. Okay, this is my favorite game. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm just like a Trevor Lawrence fucking truther. Uh, I I just feel like Jacksonville. This is me. I'll be the first to admit. I want to believe. I want to believe. I really do. And I want to play Jonathan Taylor in a game that I think could be shot. You think at 9900 he'll be chalky? 
Yeah, so I, the reason I think he'll be chalky is the Jags just got gashed on the ground by Antonio Gibson, and now they're playing the best running back in the league that scored 32 points last week or 31 points Anto- last hey, week. Hey, Antonio Gibson's the Barry Sanders of this generation. What are you trying to say right now? That dude's one gunshot away from being a special teamer. <laughs> Actually, back that up. He's two gunshots away from being a special teamer. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Jonathan Taylor is going to be chalky because the uh, Jacksonville got da- gashed last week. Well, then, I, I mean, to me, the, I'm probably not going to play a naked Jonathan Taylor, but I want to play Jonathan Taylor, and the only way for me to practically get him in there is a Lawrence stack, and then I've got Kirk Jones and Marvin Jones, who all got lots of targets last week. You mix and match the that stack, bring it back with Taylor. If you're really feeling saucy, bring it back with Taylor and Pittman. I don't love that both of their prices jump so much, but I do think that those guys are usage monsters for Indianapolis. And uh, I'm I'm interested. I, I feel like this game uh, could get uh, into the 50s total scoring. Uh, I mean, if you think Jax can can do his end of the bargain and can score, I don't mind the Lawrence stack. I actually prefer Taylor with a skinny with either Zay Jones or Christian Kirk. Uh, Christian Kirk got peppered with targets and just didn't get there. I mean, he's going to be a true number one, and I think he's shown he can be a true number one. So I don't I don't actually mind that. Uh, just a Kirk Taylor skinny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as, as your secondary, but but what do I do about my problem that I'm seeing a therapist for about my love for Trevor Lawrence and wanting to stack him every week, and then saying how he almost got there and I almost didn't lose money? Just PayPal me five hundred bucks every right. week, and then you what? Are you going to fly to Oklahoma and kick me in the nuts? No, there's nothing else. That's that's oh, the whole end of the bargain. Like you I, just I, lose five hundred dollars. I give you the five hundred. I, I think no. thank you for your dues to the Trevor Lawrence support crew. No, I need a kick in the nuts to make it worth it, sir. <laughs> uh, I. Evan Ingram, any interest? Sorry, this is brought to you by Topa Chico. Uh, if I got the Topa Chico bird, please excuse me. Topa Chico, reach out to your boy. We're working on our first sponsorship. Would love for it to be you. Uh, Evan Ingram is just someone I don't like playing because I think he's a bad human being. So um, Wait, what makes him yeah. a bad human being? Do you know something I don't know? He just seems like a total cancer everywhere he goes. I mean, I just want to tell you this. I think tight ends, like, I want you to stop and think about this for a minute. Tight ends are always the best people you've ever met in your life or the worst people you've ever met in your life. Think about it. Um, Aaron Hernandez, I could I, I could name dude. a lot of them. Like, all of them are either like, that is the good, wholesome dude that I would want to marry my daughter or that guy's a fucking psycho. Like, that's a, Yeah, who was the one guy? Tony Gonzalez. Wasn't he like Mr. Uh, Mr. Wholesome forever? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a good human being. Good human being. Evan Ingram, Aaron apparently, a, uh, Evan Ingram, a clearly a terrible human. You heard it here first. Well, I don't know where he falls on the uh, the spectrum of Aaron Hernandez. and, and uh, Sir, hey, just, uh, Aaron Hernandez played like three years in the NFL after he had already killed a guy. So we're moving on. Uh, speaking of great tight ends and Gronk no longer being in Tampa Bay, uh, how do you feel about this Tampa Bay-New Orleans game? I, I feel like this is another sneaky one. It's a dome. I mean, you know, I love a dome game. Um, it's a dome game. I don't love Camara. I think the Tampa Bay just has a stout run defense again. So I would lean more towards the uh, passing side again, although maybe play stupid fat Lenny. But I know these projections but, are early, but do you see what's on my screen? Freaking Leonard Fournette is 33% optimizer rate. You never, I mean, you never see a number that high. So like he's so cheap, yeah. sixty seven hundred for someone that's going to get all the work. Right, and he catches it, and he runs it, and he gets the goal line carries, and he gets guaranteed twenty touches, and he's playing a team that they're probably going to be in a favorable script against. 
Uh, it just kind of yeah. I mean, geez, Louise, I I pray he comes in at like sixteen percent, and I might just play like seventy five percent old chubby Lenny. Oh, if you do it, do it early in the season because all, all my dollars are on him not making it to week 15 through 17. Mm. Otherwise, I'm going to have some expensive uh, best ball losses this season. What about lucky-ass Michael Thomas playing like four snaps and catching two touchdowns last week? You- Holy cow. That's actually a game I'm excited to go back and watch. I haven't actually watched all the games this week, so I've been busy trying to catch up from work. But uh, that is one game I'm looking forward to seeing what his usage actually was. Was it truly only a handful of routes that he ran? I swear to God, I didn't see him on the field for the whole game, and then I look up and he catches two touchdowns in 30 seconds, and I'm like, wait, what just happened? How did these idiots get there with Michael Thomas? And my buddy just kept me like, he let Michael Thomas got a touchdown. I will will warn you, I was about three ranch waters deep, and I was trying to entertain on the stream, so I might might not have been the most focused on numbers. Look at at Russell Gage. Is Russell Gage getting – I need to go look at some uh, usage numbers here. Yeah, I need to see what usage and air yards were. I'm guessing he probably ran wind sprints. But By the way, knows, maybe. hey, new guy, if you're like, why don't you already have this stuff ready for the show? First of all, it's fucking Tuesday. Chill out. And second of all, we ran another show back on Saturday. Well, we'll have all of these numbers and have polished opinions. And this is just a first look, motherfucker. That's all it is. It's chill out. Chill out, new guy. Enjoy the show. Have a ranch water. Yeah, you shouldn't be making lineups now anyways. We got to know what the yeah. weather's going to be like. The lines are going to move. People are going to be injured. Exactly right. New, uh, New England and Pittsburgh. New England and Pittsburgh. Uh, God, I hate this game. <laughs> I like absolutely nothing about this game. That 40 over-under is gross. Both these teams are gross. You could play the Pittsburgh defense, I guess, against New England again if you wanted to follow that train up, but I imagine they won't come in at 3% again. No, so. The optimizer seems to think Deontay Johnson's a pretty sneaky play. You're not feeling that one? No, I, I don't like anything to do with that uh, team, that offense. Mitch Trubisky is fine. Yeah. I, hey, did you hear how bad Najee's hurt? I didn't. Uh, I think they said he's gonna miss a couple weeks. Oh shit! Right? So who's the who's their backup running back if he did miss? Uh, that kid that was getting some love in the off season. Um, Is it J- oh, Jalen Warren? The Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma State. Go go yep. pokes. Go pokes. Uh, all right. People were liking them in the off season. Uh, all right, we're moving on. Fuck that game. Uh, let's get to a game that uh, I, I, I feel like you should like, and if you don't, shame on you, brother. Uh, yeah, I like this game quite a bit. Uh, and we're into the afternoon. Falcons versus Rams. What's the take? It's a dome game. It's two, well, at least the Falcons, a team that can give up points, although we saw the Rams give up plenty of points to the Bills, although the Falcons are certainly not on the Bills' offensive caliber level. But um, dome game, two offense. Although I guess the Rams quite, aren't quite in a dome, are they? They're in that quasi-stupid dome that can still be affected by lightning. It's L.A. Everything, um, it's L.A. Everything's quasi-stupid there. Yeah. So, um, But, no, I do like this game quite a bit. I like um, Cup and Stafford stacks. Normally I wouldn't play a pocket quarterback with just a single, but I think Cup's usage is so insane that I like just doing Cup singles. Um, and then bring back, you have plenty of choices on the other side. You could play Pitts. You could play Patterson. You could play Drake London if he's healthy. I assume he came out of the game healthy. He doesn't have an injury on here. So doesn't Daryl uh, Henderson seem like a trap here? Got like so much usage that first week. Primetime game delivered. He's cheap. He's in a favorable script. Uh, oh, uh, presumed game script. Doesn't he just seem like let down city here? Like he's gonna be. Well, he's I gonna be shocked. Season long, I drafted him late in a lot of leagues. Season long, and I am rolling him out this week, baby. So I hope not. But in terms of DFS, I probably won't be getting there because I imagine his uh, ownership will get sir, high. Sir, what what the fuck is what is season long? <laughs> we play yeah, daily fantasy sports there, and if you're really feeling like a dirty whore, you play best ball. Okay, <laughs> no one's got time for season long. <laughs> 
any, so no hit. You're not interested. You wouldn't run a Stafford Higby Cup. You're not, and I can't even get you on the on the Higgles. No, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I would just, I, and I definitely wouldn't like write a rule to avoid it. But I think my primary stacking option would just be Cup Skinnies because he's so price prohibitive. He's just so expensive that. Well, let me just go I, ahead and I tell everyone. John Gold JD is playing uh, Stafford with only Cup, so just know Allen Robinson, thirteen catches, one hundred and seventy-two yards, two touchdowns. Okay, that's what's going to happen. In. Lock it in, big guy. Uh, Seattle and San Francisco. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, uh, I don't mind Lance as a bring back or as a uh, Lance as a what do we call it a flop lag candidate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are going to be off him because, but he played a game in a damn monsoon last week, so I don't hate giving Lance another shot this weekend. Who would you uh, Who would you run him with? Because once again, you know, they said oh, Debo is going to be different this year, but as soon as uh, Mitchell went out, it was like the exact same Debo from last year. Nah, they'll get some time to get Jeff Wilson going. I uh, I think they had to because, like you said, they went down mid game, but I think. Jeff Wilson will probably be the primary back. Um, I like Ayuk. They said his usage in preseason was awesome, but it was like passing work, right? Yep. And in a monsoon, we're not going to get a chance to see that. So, so I don't mind doing uh, Lance Ayuk or Lance Debo. Plus, yeah, yeah plus I don't know if Lance – I mean, I, I, to me, when Lance has a really good game, he's probably going to rush for 60 yards and a touchdown. And I don't really know if that uh, supports two receivers, like if he could support getting two receivers there. So maybe just a, a little skinny uh, Lance Ayuk. But who, uh, Would you run that back with anybody? I don't mind not doing the run back in that game, but also I wouldn't mind running back either of the stud wide receivers for Seattle. I mean, Gino showed us on Thursday night or whatever the hell it was Monday night that uh, that he can put the ball down the field, and I'm not super scared of the. Wait, are you talking about the? Are you talking about the quarterback for the Seahawks? His last name's Aikman. He's Aikman. Troy Aikman. That's who that was. The greatest quarterback of all time <laughs> is who that was. Exactly. Um, the guy looked incredible. He really did. He played great. Um, yeah, so I don't mind uh, playing Gino or playing. Uh, I do mind playing Gino. I don't mind playing DK or Tyler Lockett. Well, that's that's sneaky that. AF. Plus, they're pricey. Man, there nobody will be on that one. You're getting. You're, hey, that you know what that is right there. That's my fucking morning stacks uh, were a complete whiff, or my correlated games were a complete whiff, or the chalk got there in the morning. That's that's the stack I'm switching to in the afternoon to try to give myself a chance to min cash. You could bring it back with uh, Penny too. Yeah, Penny's I would. I would bring it back with Penny. I actually was pretty impressed. I, I played Penny at my captain last night, and he legit should have had a hundred yards and a touchdown. He just kept like there was a couple holding calls that called back some big plays. Um, I mean, he he get, he's a workhorse. He gets a lot, a lot of uh, of uh, touches. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that at all, actually, either. So, all right, moving on. Uh, Denver, Houston. Wow, Albert O. Twenty percent optimizer rate. Mm, don't know about that. That can't be right. There's some input error in that one. Um, Albert O did not get the usage I was hoping last night. Did he get hurt? Uh, it looked like he, his leg was taped up about midway through the game. It seemed like he left the field for a while. When he came back, he was like taped up, like like super taped up around his hamstring. Eh, I just assume if you come back, you're fine. They're probably just you know securing something. Maybe his dog was. Oh, I love that you say that as you sit in your air conditioned office talking about DFS right now, talking about that. Ah, yeah, shake it off. I mean, you know, give him a shot, tape it up, whatever. It's fine. All right, I. Why is Javante only sixty five hundred? Did he? I mean, to me, he exceeded. Because Melvin Gordon evidently is the damn goal line back on that team. Did you not see that? Uh, well, I guess then Javante fumbled too. But yeah, that evidently doesn't they're, they're content to give Melvin first crack at goal line. But I couldn't believe how involved Javante was in the passing game. I didn't realize Russell Wilson only throws three yard passes. 
Um, and uh, every single one of them to Javante Williams. I mean, I, I was so impressed with him when he gets in space. That man can just move. He, he looks so good. If there's some chalk, if there's some chalk, I'm going to eat this week. I'm eating his chalk. This is going to be a very good game script. They're at home. They're going to run the ball. They'll throw one big over the top touchdown to Sutton or Judy, and then after that, it's just going to be Javante Williams thirty. Yeah, that coaching staff though. Holy hell! I don't know what the hell's going on there. That was that was some like abysmal. I don't even know what to say about that game last night. Yeah, it wasn't good. So are we uh, yeah. moving on to this? By the way, that's about it for that game, right? Uh, would you? Yeah, wanna... I don't... yeah. Oh, I play Brandon Cooks on the other side. If I'm if I'm playing uh, if I'm playing guys from this game, it's definitely coming back with Cooks. Uh, although Burkett evidently is the featured back there, who knew? So I actually don't hate that either. Um, Denver's defense looked pretty. Shitty, when you say so he's yeah, the feature, when you say he's the featured back, did he get more run than uh, than our boy Pierce? Uh, based oh on his yeah, he uh, he got like eighty percent of the run or seventy percent of the run. Okay. What, things that I still need to look. This is why you don't make your lineups on Tuesday, Bob. Okay, uh, let's move on to this game. Cincinnati versus uh, Dallas. You said that you're a big Joe Burrow truther this week. Tell me why. I'd love to hear why. Uh, I don't know that I'm a super truther, but um, I think people are going to want to play the Cincinnati defense in this game against Dallas with uh, whoever the hell they're going to roll out at quarterback. Uh, who is Dallas playing Cooper, Cooper Rush, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, I, that sounds encouraging. I remember him vaguely from some primetime slates last year. But, uh, yeah, so exactly, or two years ago, I guess it was. Um, but, yeah, so he's going to uh, – the Cincinnati defense will be popular, so I just don't mind playing the other side of it and playing the Cincinnati offense. So I'll probably do some Burrow stacks um, and then probably won't play the Cincinnati defense because I imagine they'll be this week's commanders. Man, I really want to run it back with some Cowboys, but I'm just not going to do it with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. I And at the same time, I think that actually slows down a lot of the Bengals' upside this week. Like, if, like the reason I don't want to play Joe Burrow is I just don't think there's any way they get above 28 points in this game. And maybe 28 points. He gets all four touchdowns. He's perfectly efficient. He's still the nuts play this week. But I want my quarterback to have a chance to be slinging the ball for all four quarters, and I just don't think that's going to happen in this game. I think that's a yeah, that's definitely a fair criticism of this game. I think if I was going to play it, I would definitely have a bring back, and I think I would want it to be to short yard people that can house it. So I'd probably play the tight end Schultz. I'd probably play Pollard and just hope that like Rush just doesn't comfortable making downfield passes, and like like you said about Russ plays that three yard dump off game, right? Um, and then Pollard is good enough in space to you know make anything happen from there. So I think I'd want to bring back if I was playing, or I will be playing a bring back if I play this game. Um, and those would be the type of bringbacks because I don't. I mean, I guess I'll have to go back and look at Cooper Rush, but uh, I'm not sure that coaching staff's going to let their uh, backup quarterback just go in there and gunsling it. Right. All right. Last game, and it is the uh, the highest total on the on the board. It's Arizona versus uh, Las Vegas. Right off the bat, I can already see Hunter Renfro. He is a loser. He is a bum. He let you down week one. You played Devontae, or you played Devontae and faded Renfro, and you feel so smart. Renfro sucks. He'll never get there. I'm going to play Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I think they can say the same thing about uh, Darren Waller. I think both guys got like backseated by the 42% target share or whatever the hell Devontae had, and uh, and like that's probably not sustainable. I hope it's just a case of like we want to show off our shiny new toy. But uh, if it's truly a 42% usage rate going forward for or target share for Devontae going forward, um, that like all but kills the value of those guys. 
I will say a car Adams Renfro stack or even a car Renfro Waller stack. I, I, that's pretty ballsy to not have Adams in a car stack. Uh, I, I, I think that Connor and Brown are both viable runbacks. Yeah, I think all of this game is actually pretty good. Um, I'm probably going to give Kyler one more chance to hurt me. Um, Don't do it. But uh, <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I backed out last second on car stacks last week, so I may, I may go back to a car stack. I just I fear that this game's ownership is going to get so out of hand because it's the only game with that plus 50 projector uh, over under. Right. Um, so I feel like this one's just going to get steamed out of control. So this will probably be the game that uh, is my my planning to play if things go right game and planning to not play or to play differently if things don't go right. Uh, yeah, that, I, I, I mean, like if you said, run for a waller. If I can find, you know, I don't really love Kyler and I don't really love Carr. And if I don't love the quarterbacks in a game, I mean, obviously I don't even consider stacking it. So I'm probably just going to go play some stacks from some other games. uh, And that will just naturally get me off some ownership. I'll probably run this one very similar to how I did last week. Maybe run a Renfro, Connors, a little little mini correlated stack just so I can have some access to this game, but have access to like the lower owned part of it. And uh, that'll probably be my game plan. I mean, we'll have to see how the week evolves. Maybe I can talk myself into Kyler because – you know, outside of Jonathan Taylor, the pricing seems pretty soft this week, and I think it's a pretty easy week to spend a little bit of money at quarterback and still have a lineup that doesn't disgust you. Yeah, I need to look into um, the running back and wide receiver pricing, but I'm like just on our quick look through here, I, I, recalling more expensive wide receivers on the upper end. So I'd be interested in uh, trying to look at builds that use expensive running backs and only, cheap wide receivers. Only two but... wide receivers above eight thousand. Only five above seven thousand. Oh, wow. Okay. For some reason in my head, I had several more expensive wide receivers. Yeah, there's okay. nobody. Tyree Kill, Samuel, and Chase are all 7,100 uh, 7, to 8,000. And then Adams and Cup are 8,600 to 9,900. And then you have the two 9.9K running backs then? Wait. The, Taylor. No. Oh, just, just Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, I thought, yeah, McCaffrey's 89. I thought he was 88 for some reason. But yeah, he's 89, uh, which is a fucking steal. Um yeah, this this is uh, this is gonna be a good week for me to play a tight pool because I can already see like the six guys that I like at every position, and we'll just mix and match them, try to make some correlated uh, decisions. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see ownership this week because I don't love any game enough to play it at really high ownership or play any individual pieces of the game at high ownership. So it's kind of like if that Arizona Las Vegas game is going to get all the steam, I can go elsewhere. It's a weird slate this week. You're right with so many big star, so many uh, big teams with big stars on them missing. It just it, the slate feels a little uh, a little weird this week. Which is a great GPP. It's just an opportunity to get different, not play chalk, and uh, just make some thoughtful rosters. All right, that's it. Hey, you mother father, I appreciate you staying this long. What you need to do is you need to come check us out again Saturday. We'll have our final thoughts and previews and really uh, lock it down and really start to talk about the best kinds of stacks and the best gameplays you can make. Because if you don't know, DFS is a game. It is not about your picks and your feelings. It's a fucking game. Play the game and play the game to win. If you like the cut of our jib, you can also go check out the Patreon over here. We have we you can get with me and John anytime, ask questions. We have over uh, I think like 250 people over there now. It is very lively. Uh, people are joining all the time. You get access to exclusive content that we do. We put out our own projections. We put out our own uh, simulations. We put out our own ownership, uh, and we put out our own content videos exclusive for for them that we go way more in depth. I appreciate you being here. I cannot wait to see you guys uh, tomorrow for the live stream at golf because it's always golf season, you mother father. So in the meantime, enjoy my outro, dude.